Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of Figuring It Out with Josh and Patrick. And today we are going to do a talk on social media. So we purposely don't have a ton of notes because we just want to kind of see where this goes today. We're going to kind of talk about social media in general, the role it's played in our lives. Um, we have each done a social media hiatus. I know I've done a couple. How many have you done? I've done about two or three. Okay, yeah. So we've done about the same number of them. We'll talk about those a little bit, what that was like. Uh, definitely not easy at first, but we learned a lot along the way about ourselves and just for me, the world around us. And then I have a couple questions for Pat. I'm gonna put him on the hot seat and I want him to answer for himself, but I also want you to listen at home or wherever you're listening um, to this. So as we're going through this today, I want you to, you the listener, to think about your relationship with social media and what does that look like for you? Um, when do you use it? What are you using it for? And what are you getting out of it? Both the good and the bad. So with that uh, interesting intro, let's dive into it, Pat. So um, I did a quick rundown of kind of the, the, the big the big boys um, of social media. So Facebook was started in 2005. Twitter was started in 2006. Instagram 2010 and Snapchat 2011. So you got the six year run there of some of the, the biggest titans. And in Facebook's case, it's been 15 years now. So you and I were finishing up middle school, starting high school when Facebook came out. Um, mm. And so we didn't grow up with it necessarily, but we were experiencing it in a time that was probably our most transformative years to date. Mm -hmm. So we've had some interesting um, upbringing with it, but you think about it now, I mean, as an academic advisor, I'm working with students that were born in like the year 2000 now. So they pretty much don't know anything different from this. Yeah, and what, could you just go back and repeat? Cause I'm just kidding, I didn't catch it. When was yeah. it, when did you say Instagram? Instagram came to be? Instagram, so I'll, I'll start from the top. Facebook, 2005. Twitter, 2006. Instagram, 2010. Snapchat, 2011. Okay, thank you. I didn't, R. I didn't catch the last one. Yeah, RIP Vine. It had a short little run. And <laughs> but I think that I, had a big thing when we were in college. That was when we were in college. I had a big, like, little hoot off for about six months. I've, I've used many years of my life watching Vines. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we, we definitely, in a way, grew up with social media because high school and those high school years, I think, are some of the years that you're really trying to figure out who you are. Everyone's trying to impress each other. Um, you kind of use, we learned to use social media as a kind of a flexing tool um, or uh, as a way to get likes or whatever it may be. Um, so my question to you, my first question is, what was your first interaction like with social media and when, when was it that you started social media? So for me, um, and those are obviously some of the biggest, you know, social media platforms. Um, but I think about the time when we were kind of going, growing up in school, um, it even started before you started getting some of these big names like Facebook, Twitter, Snap, that we were getting it's instantaneous. Um, I think for our generation, it honestly started with the MSN messenger, man. Ooh, um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know, um, so I remember being in you know, like middle school and like early, even early high school, 
you know, people were still using MSN Messenger because this was before like texting and all that was really huge and people were, you know, everyone had a cell phone and we're being able to do that. So I, th I think as far as like the sense of like what social media is designed for and the immediate gratification of being having that immediate conversation with someone, um, I'd say, in, or in, you know, um, MSN Messenger was probably the first, um, I guess, experience I had with that. In fact, that's how Molly and I used to communicate when we were like younger in middle school, right? Like, that's how we would communicate after school, you know, you know, it started, you know, people would call on the phone rather than that, we would message each other. Um, it's been hours doing that. I mean, literally hours just messaging back and forth on this like instant messaging platform. Um, but when we start getting into kind of some of the more like modern, I guess, you know, your Facebooks and your Twitters, um, I actually, um, I'm actually kind of a little bit behind the eight ball and I guess I always have been as far as like behind the bar. Um, I know Facebook came out in like 2005. I didn't get my first, I don't think I even got Facebook, honestly. I don't think I got that until like 2006, 2007. So I was a little bit behind, you know, for a couple of years. And I honestly didn't have a Snapchat and Instagram, or I don't, I still don't have a Twitter, um, but I didn't have a Snapchat or an Instagram, honestly, until within the last like two years. And that's just because you kept hounding me to get one finally and my wife. So I finally had one. So Facebook's always been my, my I guess, my go-to um, and my earliest experiences with it. You were pretty much old when you got an Instagram. I'm pretty sure we're like at the three week anniversary here of you having Instagram. That hasn't been long at all. And what's funny is, you know, I just deleted it today. So, you know, it didn't last long at all either. It did not last long. It's so, dude, I cannot believe that I forgot about MSN Messenger because that is like the OG. Everyone talked about AOL. I, I don't really know anyone who actually used AOL. If you did, uh, let us know. But MSN was the way to go because you could. All these kids nowadays, I'm already sounding old, talk about emojis. It was emoticons. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm going to educate you. It was emoticons. Yeah. Little drop down. You could pick your emoticon and send that your way. You had like the away feature or you could be offline or all that kind of thing. And then I don't know if you, I'm doubt, I doubt you have this because like you said, you never um, fell into the trap of a lot of social medias. But everyone also talked about MySpace. Cool, whatever. Zanga was the move. Everyone. Uh, okay, no, I never had one of those. <laughs> Zanga. So the best thing about Zanga, it was pretty much a blog, and you would just write a diary post of what you did that day, and you could upload a song to your webpage. Oh. So mine was "Sugar We're Going Down" by Fall Out Boy. So if you would write my page, <laughs> that would start playing, and you could scroll through my life. Oh Somehow my that's out there. I don't. I don't know how you could find it, but it's somewhere out there floating. But and yeah. I do want to just. Sorry, go ahead, Josh. No, go for it. I just wanted to interrupt for a moment because I realized at the beginning of this, I think we made um, a little boo-boo. Um, so for some of you, this technically would be week five for us. Um, however, and I know that when you probably last listened to our week um, three, um, we were expecting to talk about, you know, momentum and motivation conversation um, today. Um, I since have listened to that um, and I feel like we could do a little bit better of a job. Um, and then I could better represent that information because it is such a big topic. So we have kind of moved that back and I'm going to, you know, do a little bit more studying, a little bit more research on that. Um, so we're actually right now we're on week four um, for today. So I don't want anyone who might be listening thinking that they missed week four. So just again, that this is week four and not week five. And the uh, momentum and uh, motivation conversation y'all were expecting today will be coming um, in future weeks down the road. So sorry, Josh, didn't want to interrupt you. I just wanted to kind of throw that in there as a little nugget real quick. No, you're good. I appreciate you bringing that up. It's a good clarification there. 
Yeah, so uh, social media played a role in our lives um, from really, for me, it was high school. I, I feel like it was my freshman year, um, end of eighth grade, beginning of freshman year. And um, the, the same things that people talk about now, I think it was kind of that way from the beginning, just about how addictive it can be, um, not just in the, the mindless scrolling, but then also you, if, if you're trying to impress someone, if you are kind of feeling down and you want to post something for likes, uh, I definitely think that's something that a lot of people can kind of fall into. And so where I want to kind of shift this to is the hiatus or hiatuses that we have both done, because I think that just about everyone uses some form of social media. And I think that, um, if you are able to, to take a break from it, it's something that can really benefit you. If you want to go back to it, that's awesome. But I think if you take time away and intentionally try to gain something from that time away from it, mm -hmm. you'll be really surprised to, to realize that maybe you don't want to come back to it. So my first hiatus was uh, getting out of grad school. So just a really turbulent time for me. Um, I was going through a, a whole bunch of changes and leaving Athens for the first time in several, six years. Uh, I had went there for undergrad and grad school. Um, my grandmother had passed away and I was about to move to a new city. And so <laughs> a lot going on. And I thought, you know, I feel like what I'm doing right now is leaning into a lot of stuff. I didn't feel great about myself at that time because I didn't know a lot about myself at that time because I was kind of re-identifying myself in a new place and space. And so I thought I'm going to just kind of turn this stuff off and try to lean into myself. And so I did it. And basically every time I do the hiatus, I don't delete my actual account. I just delete the apps off my phone. Is that what you do too? Yeah. I don't, I don't ever actually deactivate my accounts. I just delete them from my phone. Yeah. 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 And so that's what I did. And I'm not going to lie, man. I'm curious your thoughts with this too. When I first did it, it was incredibly difficult. Um, 100%. Just from when you wake up in the morning, the muscle memory, tell, mm -hmm. I share what you were talking about <clears throat> offline. Oh yeah. So, um, and actually oddly enough, I was planning to do this before we decided to kind of have this conversation. It just kind of happened to coincide. Um, I actually am on my own hiatus right now, um, started it yesterday, um, and it was interesting because I deleted them off my phone like I normally do because I don't get on my computer very often, if at all, typically only for these, um, but it was amazing to me. The first thing I did this morning is I woke up, and I'm like, oh, okay, what do I do? I roll over, I pull up my phone, and I'm like, I'm going to check my Facebook, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I can't do that. Never mind. I'm not doing that today. So, and that was just mindless. I wasn't even thinking about it. So that kind of led me to actually like want to check that today. And it's still only about 8.30 PM here at this time. And today, every time that I mindlessly just picked up my phone and unlocked it to be like, oh, I'm going to get on Facebook. I made a mental tally of that because every single time I was like, oh yeah, I can't, Facebook's not on my phone. So I knew that 15 times that I mindlessly just was picking up my phone throughout the day and was like, oh, I'm going to check Facebook real quick. 15 
and I'm and I'm and I, as we've already kind of established, I'm an old guy when it comes to social media, right? So I can only imagine what some people are probably potentially doing uh, that are you know much more versed on their social media or much more invested in that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure mine's higher than that, honestly. And when you said that number to me, I was like, oh my god, how how do you even have time in the day to do it 15 times? And and the thing is, you're like, you're always busy and doing other stuff too. You're always on the go, and you still did it 15 times. Yes, and what and I and I just because I'm like a little curious about that, and I wanted to see what that would look like. I'm just gonna throw some numbers out there, like for me, and I just was kind of something that I was rather interested in. Um, if and this is honestly is because of what we just talked about. I decided, okay, what would this look like for an average person? So if I broke that down 15 times, and let's say I'm doing you know a few minutes here, a few minutes there. I'm probably me personally, I'm spending about one hour on social media every single day and I'm awake because, you know, I'm awake or an average person, I guess would be awake for 16 hours a day because they're getting their eight hours of sleep. If you do that, you're all looking at social media, you're spending like 6.3% of your day looking at your phone or on your social media. And I know some people are much higher than that. Like I know, honestly, like my wife, Molly's, I would hate to see what hers looks like. Um, <laughs> Good Lord, she's always on it. I mean, honestly, like I would probably put hers at like two, two and a half hours. But even if you go a little higher than that and go like an hour and a half, which is what I probably feel like more people are probably going to be more geared to is that hour and a half to two hour window. If you even just bump up from an hour to an hour and a half, that knocks you up to like 9.4% of your day. that You're spending looking at mindless media. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, that's almost 10% of your day. That's crazy, man. And you don't even really know that you're doing it. You're just kind of mindlessly grabbing your phone it's it's muscle memory it's a shortcut in your yes. brain you grab your phone you scroll to facebook you scroll you feel like you've hit your wall you close it in my case then you switch to the next app twitter <laughs> scroll through hit your wall go to snapchat go to instagram then you're like oh well now it's been you know an hour so facebook has got to be <laughs> updated right and so you go and you just keep going <laughs> it's, it's crazy man that muscle memory is out of this world so another thing is, so yeah, so I'm, I'm hitting that hiatus and it's just like quitting anything. If you're, if you're quitting sweets or if you're quitting soda, whatever your, your um, cold turkey is, I keep reaching for my phone. I didn't keep tallies. I wish I would have. The other thing is, and this sounds so conceited and shallow, and I, I don't see myself as this kind of person, but I'm going to be honest, man. Around that time, I was doing a lot of traveling, and I wanted to share my travels. And I, I didn't want to do so in a look at me kind of way, like a braggadocious, like, hey, man, look at me. I'm, I'm on a mountaintop right now. I just, I thought, you know, this is a really cool place. Uh, I've got really good, I got a really good plate of food in front of me. Um, I, I had a really cool story meeting someone. I want to share this. And I think that's still okay to a point. But I had that shortcut in my brain again of something mm -hmm. cool was in front of me. I want to immediately, instead of taking this moment, I want to take a picture and share mm -hmm. my, my platform. Is that something that resonates with you at all? Oh, 100%. Like, and, I, and it's like one of those things, too, where you're like, and I've even found myself doing the today where I'm like, oh, I'm going to take this picture because I want, you know, that'd be really cool to share. But I'm like, okay, but am I really, you know, even today, it's like, am I invested in the moment then? Am I taking the picture? And I guess it stops me to think personally. I'm like, 
why am I taking, what is the purpose of me taking this picture or what is the purpose of me doing this or what am I doing it? You know, whatever action that I would think I would need to share with the world. I would venture to say that if you're doing it because you're just doing it to share with other people like out there in the world, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And so for me, it's been able to, it's kind of forced me to take some stock into, okay, why am I doing sort of the certain things that I'm doing or why am I taking pictures of the certain things that I'm doing? I think, like you said, it, there's nothing wrong with wanting to share that with your friends and family because I know that Facebook or, you know, social media is how a lot of us communicate what we're doing with our friends and family. Um, but I just, it is something you got to stop and think to yourself, why am I doing this certain action? Or why am I, why do I feel the need to take a picture of this? I think that's what it comes to because I don't think there's a wrong, there's a, there's not a right or wrong thing necessarily, unless if you're like only ever doing social media and you're completely in your mm-hmm. own world. Um, I think that it's, it's something. Okay. And uh, part of having a new podcast is realizing that your laptop is dying and you're in a new room that you're not normally in. And so, uh, as I was saying, <laughs> so yeah, for anybody listening at home, if it all of a sudden glitches out on you for a second, yeah, no, it's not your speakers. It's cause Josh forgot to charge the computer. And I encourage you to go back and rewind. Uh, you'll hear a ding and it's my laptop saying your phone's about, or your laptop's about to die and you have about 30 seconds. Hear the panic in my voice as I, <laughs> as I say uh, probably approximately 15 to 20 words and it's just all bridges to nothing. I just keep stuttering like a car in the winter trying to start up. I wish that the, the audience could see, have seen the video of that. Cause you know, we're, we're actually face chatting so I can see you <laughs> just the fear of everything that is good go through his eyes as he's like, Oh no. Terrifying. I have a stress headache after that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right, man. The point you had about you are now intentional with when you take a picture. And I think that's what it comes down to is you, when you're taking a, when you're taking a picture, if you're sharing something to social media, um, before my hiatus, I was not even having a thought process. I was almost like a robot. See, grab phone, take picture, share, move on with life. And now I at least think about it before I post it. Why am I taking this picture? Is this for me or is this for others? Those Mm -hmm. sorts of things. Um, But that's something I definitely noticed with the hiatus. Um, Another thing is FOMO. And boy, was that real. Because I just got out of grad school Everyone in my cohort was going literally across the country to, to new cities and stuff. And it was really my first time breaking out of the mold of everyone's kind of doing the same thing. And mm-hmm. so that's really when self-comparing started to take place for me um, significantly for the first time. Um, and then for me, <laughs> if you have not already gathered this, I am a pretty awkward fella. So um, We'll have, we might have to do a podcast about how we met each other and our preconceived notions of each other. Oh um, man, that would be a podcast. Be a podcast own. Um, <laughs> but long story short, yeah, I'm awkward. Um, I am definitely an introvert. And so social media for me, or really just my phone in general, is kind of a nervous crutch. And so if I'm meeting a group of people or if I'm sitting in an awkward place, um, I, I can make small talk for about three sentences and then I'm pretty much maxed out. And so grabbing my phone and scrolling through stuff it's just kind of my okay i'm checking out of reality and i don't have to talk to anyone kind of thing 
I don't know if any of that resonates with you too. Yeah, no, I mean, I completely get it. Um, and I have kind of, I guess, personally have developed um, into more being willing, you know, to not be, because I also am naturally an introvert. So I've tried to kind of get better about that. But you're right, I write right on key with the, you know, kind of using it as a crutch. Um, it's allowed us to use it, unfortunately, as a, as, as a kind of like a distraction to get out of awkward um, situations or uncomfortable situations for us. Um, in, in often situations, it can, you know, or times and conversations, I guess, that we don't want to have, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. if we're like getting into this heated um, debate, I might whip my phone out now, you know, right? Because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to pretend like I ain't even listening to you. So I, I think it has really um, hindered us a little bit from being able to have genuine conversations because we, you're right, we use it as a crutch to kind of avoid those um, uncomfortable situations and strictly use them to social media is really to make us feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You're right. And so that hiatus, um, they always say that a, a new habit is formed within like 21 days or it takes 21 days to start to form a new habit. And I found that to be very true. So those first couple of weeks, it felt like I was breaking an addiction of, um, and I, I mean, the only addiction I've ever had to anything is like caffeine <laughs> on my end. Um, so I can only speak on that, but it was really difficult, man. And I would see other people kind of grabbing their phones mm -hmm. as a, as a social crutch, or, uh, I would have a, have a moment to kind of slow down. I would get home and sit on my couch. And the first thing I want to do is go to Facebook 15 times or mm -hmm. whatever it was. And it was, it was something that, um, I, I had to just kind of get through day by day. This sounds crazy. I'm talking about social media. So then it starts to get a little easier. And my goal was I wanted to do this for at least, you know, 50 days. Well, then it became a hundred days. And after I broke through those first couple of weeks, it, it honestly felt like I was being freed. Um, I, I was going to restaurants and I was seeing couples that were sitting across from each other and they were not looking at each other. They were looking at their phones. I'm going to concerts and I'm taking in the music and I'm seeing everyone immediately grab their phones. It, it honestly is like your phone is an extension of your hands. Mm -hmm. you, just, you can't live. You have to like constantly document everything. And that's something you're hypersensitive of it when you're the person that's not doing it. And um, another thing was just, I learned to be more intentional. I definitely want you to touch on this. Um, but for me, I started actually using news apps to kind of get my news for the day. So instead of going through the, the my own social media bubble of whatever is filtered down to what I'm looking at um, or like opinions on something, I was just kind of getting the news of whatever was going on that day. And when I wanted to use my phone as like a go-to crutch, I was looking at actual news as opposed to um, just like social media posts or whatever. And so I felt like I was actually kind of gaining information of what's kind of going on around me. Um, so what are some thoughts you have with that? Yeah, I mean, definitely that's one of the reasons that my, my current hiatus, I guess, and you kind of briefly alluded to this, Josh, I, I've become more intentional about what I'm taking in in those sources, um, especially with our social medias. Um, because they aren't so new anymore like they were when we were, you know, younger kids and in high school, they've actually become more prevalent. And now, and everybody is just posting anything and everything that comes to their mind on it. 
um, whether it be a popular view or an unpopular view. Um, and really for me, I, I kind of did this now because I'm tired of honestly just seeing all the negativity that's on um, yeah. Facebook yeah. and just these other media platforms. And frankly, if you really think about it, you know, when you're looking at social media so much, if you're looking at it even an hour, hour a day, one, you're looking at so many advertisements for things that people are like, oh, you need this or oh, you need that or, you know, you need the next greatest phone. Um, but also because your social media lens is going to be obviously limited to, I guess, the friends that you have on those social media sites and the site places or pages that you follow. Um, when we have bigger topics like we're dealing with now, you're seeing one sided of that viewpoint or one side of an argument and it's really negative and you know i guess i've just been more intentional about what i'm actually reading on that and actually doing my own research and i would encourage all of you um if you're on social media and you see something do some actual legitimate research to find out what's really going on um because i don't take the emotion out of it because i and i think too when you're reading your own social media you obviously gravitate towards certain certain people right because or they're not on your friends list right so you're going to mm -hmm. naturally gravitate towards like-minded people um and that could be really dangerous um as a societal thing i mean gravitating you know if you're not challenging yourself with views or um, opinions of other people you know you show me about five best friends and i'm going to show you you know kind of how you're going to act kind of deal right so i would just say be very cautious about what you take in with it and that's kind of what i've done um over you know the last few years it's just been more cognizant of what i'm actually taking in and what information i'm allowing to kind of i guess get into my brain so to speak um, and, you know, taking that with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like that point of you kind of surround yourself with what you think or what you believe or whatever. And you think about it, man. I mean, 60 years ago, everyone was kind of filtered information from a couple of news channels and their local newspaper. And that was it. That yep. was it. And now you can kind of smorgasbord your own uh, helping of what exactly you want and exactly what you believe to only further your thoughts on stuff and mm -hmm. kind of live in that bubble. And you don't have to have much challenge outside of that. And even if you um, are having some challenges or some challenging thoughts or ideas, you're not going to have constructive conversation on social right. media. Um, <laughs> That's just the no. thing. It's just not going to happen. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's going to be, Holly and I, um, my fiance, were going to bed last night and we, we took in a lot of news of what's kind of going on um, just in the world. And we're living in a time of um, a lot of uh, intensity and a lot of division mm -hmm. and but in everyday life with social media as well um so we, we had a good day we went out we were outside and came home and we each were spending probably like 15 20 minutes mindlessly scrolling through our social medias and i honestly felt like i was on the verge of a panic attack because of all the information i took in and then that night we were last night we were going to sleep and we we're like it it cannot be healthy for mm -hmm. us to take in this information. And I think that's so much of what social media is, is that the human, when you think about this just from like a scientific perspective, 
before you kind of were living in your world, kind of going through your, your daily life, and you would get news um, at a slower pace, and you had some time to kind of process that news and sit with it. And now, news is as fast as your thumb. If you want to scroll down to update your own feed or to go to a new, with all the algorithms and stuff, you can literally constantly get new information and your brain is constantly trying to process all of that. And if you're only just kind of going through social media, you don't have time to sit and reflect through that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think you kind of hit on, it kind of hits on to another point too, where, you know, back in the day when you would get information, um, you have maybe three to five sources that could be able to really provide you with that information, right? Um, and to be able to give you that information, for the most part, they had to be found to be somewhat at least legitimate organizations or legitimate sources. Versus now, anybody can get on to a social media account and be a little finger warrior and can post anything within five minutes and people just see it, take it as, take it as, take it as gold, like, yes. and don't even really fact check their sources, right. you know? And this is just an example of by no means am I getting political, but it's like, you know, someone will be like, it'll be like an article that like, say a president, and let's just use this because Trump's president, but I'm not, again, not political at all, but it's like, okay, Trump, they're portraying Trump in a negative spotlight for this one thing, but then you check the website, and the, the website is www.hatetrump.com, right? Who's providing that source? Or, you know, even if we're talking about now, where we're kind of talking about some of the, you know, social um, injustices and things like that that are going on, you know, um, check your sources because a lot of the stuff that you're reading may not be legitimately, I guess, accurate information. You know what I mean? You, you don't, every media source is going to have its own bias naturally. Uh -huh. Otherwise they wouldn't be in business. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, that's just the key, but the, the reality is you got to, you've got to look at all of the sources, you know, um, and you got to look at where you're getting that from, because I really do think that that's where a lot of our issues come from nowadays is we just look at something and take it for granted and say, Oh, that's on the internet. That must be true. And we don't really fact check that. Mm -hmm. No, we don't. And we're quick to share. And then, I mean, for, yes. for me, this is what it comes down to. I mean, it, it's, it's good for at least once a year. Someone will share uh, an article about an incoming uh, winter storm. Yes. This weekend, uh, we're supposed to get three to five inches of snow. And then you actually look at the post, and it's from 2016. And yes. Everyone shares it because they see it and they don't look into it other than just at face value. Um, and then it just, it keeps it going and it's, it's exhausting, man. And I think that was one of the biggest takeaways of when I went on my first social media hiatus is I can't, I can't describe to you other than it felt like my brain and my thoughts and my anxiety and all that stuff was 100% your old iPod headphones when they used to be wired yeah. and you would pull yeah. them out of your pocket and you're like, how did these get to be so tangled? And it would take you, you know, 10, 15 minutes to untangle all those cords and to get it. That's how I felt a lot of times. And that's how I feel when I'm on social media. I'll, I'll get off social media and my brain feels so like tangled up with just a lot of emotion and a lot of thoughts and everything. And when I went on that hiatus, it felt like my brain wires were untangled and I felt like I had the space and the time to reflect on stuff and to kind of just experience the moment and it, it was really I mean it was really freeing and 
again, it sounds kind of dramatic for a social media thing, but it's incredible what it does for your, for your mental health. Because like right now, I have an article from Independent, um, which is a news uh, source in the United Kingdom. It says in March 2018, it was reported that more than a third of Generation Z um, from a survey of 1,000 individuals stated that they were quitting social media for good as 41% stated that social media platforms make them feel anxious, sad, or depressed. So we know that it's, it's actively kind of bringing us down and mm -hmm. we still go back to it. It's an addictive nature. I mean, again, going a little bit more scientific, you know, you're seeing all these great things and it's releasing these certain, you know, chemicals within your brain and it's, it does, it becomes addicting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's what makes it hard. You know, it's, it's like, you know, not to compare, you know, search through your social media to a, to a drug, but it really is. I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of how it like affects your brain, you know, you're getting this positive reward and okay, your brain gets enough positive reward. It develops the pathway that, oh, by looking at my phone and scrolling through my Facebook for five minutes, that's a positive reward. I'm going to release those different, like, you know, dopamine levels or whatever the, you know, chemical in my compound in my brain is. Um, even though when you know it's bad for you, it's the same, no different than if you're, you know, you're, you're uh, having the disease of being addicted to a drug and you know that taking this drug bad for you, but by taking that drug, it's releasing those chemicals of pleasure, right? So it's no different. I mean, it, it really isn't. And I think that's where we often get lost um, sometimes is we don't really look at responsible. Yeah. Yeah, you don't look at that. And I think that's something that um, we have to do is we have to be more in the moment of um, what we're doing just and so you know uh, if you're if you're doing that it's like are you going to when you're when you're scrolling through social media um, and actually let's let's um, take this to the questions because that's actually one of my questions Patrick is why do you social media why do I use social media or why do I social media in general um, either or however you want to okay. answer. So I guess for me coming from a different, slightly different perspective, um, I know a lot of people use probably social media because it was like the fad of the time. And obviously we've established, I didn't necessarily get in with the fads of social media. Um, but I did unfortunately succumb to the, you know, pressure of, and I think there is this big pressure that you need to be on social media, um, because it's the only way you can, you know, or at least that's what you're told is it's the only way you can connect with people. Right. That's the whole purpose. Um, and don't get me wrong, there are definitely some positives to social media, being able to connect with, you know, long distance families, you know, have long distance relationships. Um, so personally for me, my focus, I guess, has shifted over the years. So initially it was just mostly like, I'm going to do it because it's what everybody else is doing and it's a fad. Um, but now it has become, for myself personally, um, it has kind of transformed over the last year um, to being something that I want to, one, use so that my friends and my family can know what I am up to because I, I, there's no way that I could see you all in face to face. And, you know, I love all my friends and family, but being able to kind of share that information with everybody, not in a braggy kind of way, um, but to be able to just actively share what my life experiences and what I'm going through um, is one reason why I use social media. But now another second reason that I use social media, and this has probably been within the last six months that this has kind of come to light. Um, I think it's a good platform that if you use it in the right way, you can really start to create some changes and get some conversations started in your own local communities. If you use it appropriately, you use it the right way. Um, so for me, that's been like my big driving force behind my social media. 
um, is trying to use it as positive, show positive things, but also talk about some of the negative things because again, it, it should be meant to use good conversations, you know, conversations where you can start to create change and dialogue with one another and actually be able to have legitimate conversations. And it doesn't need to be, you know, where I'm seeing everything positive about someone's life or that I'm constantly seeing all the negatives of what someone else is doing. It, it, can, it can be used as a good platform to do some good things. Yeah, I really like that because I, I guess I don't want folks to think that I'm anti-social media because I'm not. Mm -hmm. um, I, there are plenty of great things about social media and um, I think social media has given voice to a lot of people um, and to a lot of voices that uh, in a prior time would not have had access to providing their voice on certain topics or certain things. And so I think it's really empowered a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, but as with anything, you know, it's, it's all about moderation because if you're only focusing on one thing, then you're not um, getting a lot out of other aspects of, of your life. And you're going to drive yourself crazy if you're um, trying to only enact change um, on mm -hmm. social media. That's why I really like your point of kind of like let that be the conduit or let that kind of spark conversation or um, change in a community. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, my other question is, and I know you're on, you're on a hiatus right now, so you can't really answer this, but no, I can't, I think I'll be all right. My, my question, um, and as I'm going through these questions, I want the listener again to kind of think through this. So why do you use social media? So when you're using social media or while you use social media, why are you doing it? And what are you getting out of it? Second question is, what are the last five things that you scrolled through? So when you're on social media and you get off social media, can you even tell me the last five things that you've looked through? So I'm gonna answer that in a couple of different ways. And I'm gonna kind of flip the question on you here in a minute too. <laughs> Not flip it on to you, but I'm gonna kind of take it in a different direction. So the answer to that, no. If you asked me right now, if I got on my Facebook 20 minutes ago and I was flipping through it, I probably could not tell you the last thing, five things that I looked at. Um, and I think that's, again, where that responsibility of knowing, you know, being responsible with what you're taking in, um, being, I guess, really like cognizant of making sure your social media platforms are loaded with stuff that you want to be looking at and not just mindlessly stuff that you're just like looking at. Like, don't get me wrong. Again, I'm, we're not anti-social media here. And I would be the first person to tell you I'm going to spend an hour looking through some dumb videos of people doing some really dumb stuff on my Facebook when I just feel like I need that laugh. Right. Right. Um, but I think it does come down to being more, you know, um, I guess cognizant of what you are taking in and just, you know, I guess letting the crap go. Right. So if you're like, this is not mean anything to me, chalk that up and get it out of here. Um, but really using it to be able to, you know, I guess bring light to those things that, you know, you really, I guess either interest you, or big topics within your local community. Um, and how I'm gonna kind of flip this on you, I guess I kind of wanna know from you, why do you use social media? Because you've done more cleanses than I have. So I kind of wanna flip this on you and see like, what is your take on that as why, why do you use social media now that you've done those? Or what value, I guess, do you see in social media now that you've done those and yet you've come crawling back? <laughs> I'm glad that you asked that. And boy, that's a loaded question. Um, it's funny because every time that I do a, a hiatus, 
Uh, I've done two 100-day ones, and I'm about ready for another one. And when I did the first one, I was at the start itching to come back. And by 100 days, I was scared to come back. I, I, I don't know if scared is the right word. I was hesitant. Mm-hmm. I did not want to. And I, I felt like I had kind of broken through the clutter of it. It, it starts to feel like a chore. And when that's the case, it, it, it's not worth it. And I get back into it. And then after so long, I start to get that feeling again of I know what it felt like to be out of social media. So I want to try that again. And, um, but to answer your question of why do I do it? Um, I, I think what you said is valuable and that it allows you to stay connected with those close to you, um, by relation, but not by space. And so people back home, um, some, some friends, um, I get great stuff from social media, like suggestions. So like I, my fiance and I love to travel. And so we'll hear about cool spots, local spots that we've never heard of. Someone will share a geotag and I'll look into it and be like, oh, that's a cool place that maybe we'll visit this summer. So there is value in it, but um, I've learned that it's a complement to reality and it's not reality. And that took me a, a, a while to kind of walk down that journey of figuring that out. Um, I'm really into a lot of um, like human rights um, ideas and um, anything that kind of comes along with that. And it can be a really toxic place. Um, and, and that goes for whatever side you're on, like whatever side you're, if it's politics, if it's human rights, if it's sports, I'm a right. fan, and so I'm on. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen every meme possible, and <laughs> whatever whatever your passion is, there's going to be someone on social media that doesn't that's either doing it because they truly don't agree with you, or because they're just doing it for the trolling of it. Yep. And when you realize that um, it's not about winning battles on social media with someone that um, is kind of behind a keyboard, then you're in a, in a much better place. Um, I, w- I want to hear if you have any other questions, but something I want to say is I read um, a book with Chip and Joanna from the Fixer Upper show okay. on HGTV. And um, at the end of the book, they were talking about how they really want to create this movement or initiative of bridging people together, um, which a lot of times social media can bring people together, but it can also kind of divide people. Mm-hmm. and they were saying essentially how it's almost impossible to um, come to agreements on social media because you don't have those face-to-face interactions. Accountability is down. Um, Sarcasm rises, those sorts of things. And Chip had this really cool analogy of if you're digging a ditch and imagine you're working on a ditch and you're really putting in the work, sweating away, hot day, and someone comes to help you and they say, Hey, do you mind if I lend a hand and help you out here? You don't know a single thing about this person. And so, yeah, sure. Why not? So they're coming to help you and you're digging this ditch. And throughout that day, you're working towards a common goal together. Mm -hmm. And you're going to learn about that person just through conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing is charged. You just kind of one thing leads to another. 
And by the end of the day, maybe you have uh, an invitation for that person. Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate you helping me with this job. Would you mind, or I'd love to have you over for dinner, you and your family over for dinner. We, we can just kind of talk about this more. And that kind of leads into more conversation. And I think what um, lacks on social media is the initial uh, common respect for one another. When you're in person, you have a connection point and then you can kind of build off that connection or that shared respect for one another. Whereas um, on social media, it's just kind of flinging mud at all directions. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think when you're on social media too, again, we all, whether we like to know it or not, we have our like own inherent kind of like biases on any situation or anything that we want to do, right? So we automatically go into any, no matter what the topic is, politics, social stuff, um, sports, like you said, I think we go in with these preconceived notions of our own and things that we're like, this is what we believe, this is our truth. And versus when you're in person, you can have that conversation and someone else can share their truth with you about something and you could share yours and you could kind of start to have that casual conversation. It's more like, it feels like it's more, it's more like a personal attack on social media. I think a lot of times, you know, it's like, oh, you don't agree with me? Okay, now you're my enemy on any topic, you know, or like now I'm going to, now I automatically feel like rather than let's have a conversation, I feel like I'm now on the defense and I have to try yeah. to defend against you to try to show you why I'm right and you're wrong. And um, it's public. Versus, it's public. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a public, public schoolyard. And someone says something and then everyone else by liking it, they're like, oh. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So it's like you're immediately like in this fight or flight, you know, response rather than being able to have legitimate good conversations um, and being able to hear another person out. And I yeah. think now it's just, again, it's, it's become more like rather than like, oh, we can all like have like differing opinions on something and still be cool with one another. And now it's more like, oh, okay, well, if you're not on this side of my opinion of it, then you're my enemy on social media because you're not with me, you're not on my side. So see you later. And I'm going to argue with you and we're going to fight and we're going to put it out there in the public. It's very tribal. So then this actually is a perfect segue to my last question. And again, uh, this is to you specifically, and this is to the listener. If comments and likes were not a thing, would you even post stuff? So I'm going to go a couple of different ways on that. If I were able to put something on face social media and I were to be able to like, you know, have, I guess like conversations with my friends or family about what I'm posting, I would hundred um, percent. Um, if that completely was wiped away, if you're saying like, if I put something on social media and absolutely no one or anything could comment like or anything on it, then I'm probably going to tell you no. Uh -huh. I wouldn't use social media at all. Uh -huh. um, I don't use social media for where I'm like, oh, let me get likes from the general public or let me get likes from these 150 people that I only know like half of them. Um, but I would like to be able to get some reactions, you know, from my friends and my family and to kind of just know what they think about what I'm doing. Because I think that, again, that could be the powerful part of social media um, is being able to kind of stir change. And you, it's hard to stir change if you can't gauge people's reaction, you know? Because you need to know how you need to, if, if, if it's great, cool. But if it's not, then you need to know how to deliver that information in a better way down the road. So I guess to kind of somewhat answer your question, like as far as the general, like, oh, if I post this picture of my meatloaf, am I going to get a bunch of likes? Am I going <laughs> to use social media? No, I would not. You know, but if I'm posting a picture of like picking up trash in my local community because I'm trying to get, I guess, more awareness about, you know, that kind of that topic in my community. Absolutely. So I guess it just depends on how you would want to, you know, how you would want to use it and what I guess what I'm posting, right? 
I think if, I, I do think if you took away likes and comments on all social media platforms, I think you would see a lot more genuineness on social media. I really do because you're not going for that wow factor then at that point. If you can't get that, ooh, that little like, you know, new little like circle their face where the dude looks like, you know, he's like a ghost or something, you know, <laughs> if I'm not getting a lot of like wow face or I'm getting like the big old thumbs up or the big heart, right? Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot more genuine behavior. Um, so I don't know. I kind of want to hear what you, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on that. Would, would, would you? I, I first have to say like that it was so powerful what you said about the genuineness because I agree 1000% and I agree now that I've done the social media hiatus. I don't know if I would have said that before. I don't know if I would have agreed with that. I don't think that would have resonated with me, but I think that is so incredibly true. Um, I think I would, I think I would post still. And I, I honestly, I, I kind of wish that were the case now. Um, I wish you had the option to turn off likes or to turn off comments. Um, because I don't want to do things and seeming that I am doing it for that, if that makes sense at all. No, it does completely. But now I'll tell you this though, where I am guilty is comments on, uh, um, large posts. So I'm thinking, um, major news outlets. Um, mm -hmm. I'm thinking of major sports, uh, or athletes, um, or whatever it may be. I am very guilty of if something is posted on YouTube and there's a, a, a sports broadcaster giving a controversial take on a player. Mm -hmm. My first instinct before I even watch the video is to scroll down and read the top comments. And mm -hmm. people are saying something and then I'm, and the thing is they show the comment that has the most likes first, right? And so everyone, that's where I'm guilty is when we were talking about the pictures and um, you're taking pictures for you or taking pictures for others. I'm guilty of sometimes when I'm doing comments I'll, on like a big page, I'll try to do a comment that's like funny enough where there's enough likes for it. And I, yes. I fail. I, I'm still, I'm a huge failure at that. So I'm still working <laughs> at that craft, but it's true, man. And then that creates this, this kind of like lifestyle or this, um, expectation of trolling and sarcasm and lack of genuineness. And so there are times where, like I know Ellen, she has a YouTube page and she disables comments on every single video. And so the first couple of times I was like, oh man, there would have been some funny ones on this one. And then after a while, I was like, this is actually kind of cool because then you're just watching the video and you're taking it for what it is. And sometimes you don't have to have a comment on everything. Sometimes you can just listen, reflect, and move on with your life and not have to share it to everyone. I agree. And I think too, if you were to be able to use that time to reflect, I think we would see, honestly, if people had time to actually reflect on some of the things that they're told or the things that they kind of receive, especially through social media, rather than like you said, going straight to the comments and then they're like, oh, like, oh, let me, let's get into a finger battle here, you know, on the, on the keyboard um i think that there would be a lot more change in our world i truthfully do because i think that you would see a lot more people again with not only with that genuineness i think you would see a lot more people being willing to listen to the viewpoints of other people um and actually hear them out and 
to hear kind of what they have to say. And you might actually see some people being, um, I don't know if persuaded is the right word that I want to use, but when you are in an argument or, you know, you know, you're trying to give your viewpoint, you are trying to persuade, persuade someone. I mean, that's sure. what you're doing. So um, I think you would see a lot more people being willing to open and do things that would, you know, better all of our society and be more open to better ideas. Um, because also the other aspect of this here, and this is, and this is kind of going to be almost a whole, I guess, podcast of its own, but I'm going to get a quick nugget on it here is everything you do on social media is public, right? So let's see, there's a controversial idea that, or something, you know, that you see on social media or maybe one of your friends posts on social media. Let's say that, let's say, for example, you post something on social media. I may not necessarily agree with it, but you're my friend and you think that I agree with your viewpoint. I'm going to potentially like or say something on a page that I may not even intentional, that I may not even really naturally want to say or might not actually accurately reflect my opinions, but I don't want to seem like the odd guy out on social media in front of everybody, right? <laughs> so I don't want to you know, be that odd man standing out, you know, in a controversial topic. It's like, oh, I need to go with the majority um, because otherwise then you're going to be the new, like you said, the new troll. You're going to be the new guy that everybody's, you know, harking on or you have a terrible viewpoint. Um, and so sometimes you kind of see people getting pushed into gun again, going with the crowd just because that's, it's public. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, it goes back to what you said at the beginning of this and I wrote it down cause I was like, it's exactly what it is. It goes back to your individual relationship with social media. What is your relationship? And it is the use of social media is a relationship. There's given, there's take. Um, and you can, and every relationship that you get into, you can get good things from it. You can get bad things from it. And again, if, if you're going into a relationship, you know, with the right intentions, you're probably going to get some, you know, good things that come out of the relationship. But if you're going in with the wrong intentions, it's probably going to burn you on the back end. Yeah. And it's going to, and it's going to not only take, you know, your emotions and, um, those sorts of things, but it's going to take your time as Patrick alluded to, and he did those numbers for you. It's crazy how much time you're using on social media and you may not even remember what the heck you just looked at. So I think that's if, if I were to tie a bow on everything and I could talk about this forever because it is something I'm really passionate about now that I've done it. I, I wish everyone would do it at least once is um, know that relationship and everything is good in moderation. I strongly, strongly encourage you. If you think, you know, I really enjoy social media. I live far away from family and friends, so I, I can't delete social media. That's fine. Try it for a day or for a week. Just try to do it for a week and see what that's like. Um, journal what you're thinking through um, or just kind of be cognizant of the time you're getting back in your day by doing that. Mm -hmm. um, there's a really good YouTube channel in general called Yes Theory. And um, if you don't mind, Pat, I'll throw this up on the uh, page when we release this yeah. podcast. But um, they do all kinds of really cool stuff. And they did a video on one of the guys doing a social media hiatus. And he kind of vlogs what that journey is like for him and what he got out of it by the end. He was able to learn some new tricks and do all kinds of cool stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, social media can be really good and there's a lot of great that comes from it, but if you're able to do it in moderation, I think that you're going to be, um, a much happier person. And I think that, um, now more than ever, mental health is so important and valuable. And I think that that can really improve that, um, 
that side of, of your life. Agreed. The only thing I would add on that, and I just because I kind of find myself in the same pit trap, is don't use the idea of wanting to keep, you know, don't shy away from the idea of going on a social media cleanse. If that's something you're like, oh, I really would want to do that, but but there's always the but. I have to connect with so-and-so. That's kind of the point. And I find myself getting into that same trap, okay? Reach out to them on a more individual basis. Text them if they have a phone, you know, call them. Don't use social media as the only way to get a hold of your friends and your family. I personally, you'll, you'll find I, that is the biggest crutch I had about getting away from it. It's like, oh, but my friends and my family. But I think that's the purpose of doing that cleanse is to get more in-depth personal relationships. So I would challenge you, if that is your only reason for not wanting to do that, fight through that and find other means to get a hold of those people, whether it's texting, whether it's calling. Seriously, that, that would be my challenge to the people out there. Yeah. There's no excuse for it. Um, there's lots of ways and those are more intentional. And I think that the people in the receiving end are going to appreciate that more by you doing that. 100%. Cool. So if that's all you have on your side, is there anything else you want to add tonight? Cool. No, so, I think I'm good. Same here. Um, I am exhausted even just talking about social media. So, um, my challenge or our challenge for you is to try to do this for a day, for a week, month, um, see if you can get 101 days and beat me, um, and let us know how it goes. And we look forward to catching up with you next week. Yes. Sounds good. We'll see you then.